0: This is episode 29 of the Bi Urban Yogi featuring Bill and Patricia Klum. I'm your host, Will Blunderfield. I'm a psych major, a Kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, recording artist, and a mindfulness based stress reduction teacher in training. Join me in this free flowing conversation exploring what it means to live with balance in the 21st century. Patricia and Bill are professional intuitives and body workers with years of training in many healing modalities, including physical, mental, emotional, and energetic bodies. They have dedicated themselves to continual growth and have a profound love for people and the planet. They have discovered amazing possibilities of experience with the heart and are committed to bring it out into the world for others, healing and opening into their hearts powerfully simply and with results it's the artfulness of finding your way home of coming back to self when you know that there is no more searching that the answers are within you your higher heart it's a doorway that welcomes you to step into all that you are a resting place to embrace the possibility of living the life you have always wanted to live Their modalities include practices of going within and discovering a fuller way to express life with yourself, your family, and your friends, which includes releasing pain around one's heart that is preventing the full experience of love in one's life. These practices, tools, and insights can be used in your everyday life, embracing all of you. The unlovable becomes lovable. The judgments dissolve into compassion. I hope you enjoy my interview with Bill and Patricia Klum. So I'm here with Patricia and Bill Klum, and they are two of the most potent spiritual um, mentors that I've ever met. And yeah, I've I've, uh, never interviewed them together before, and so this is really exciting. I had Patricia on early on when I first started the podcast, and since then we've done about 30 episodes, so I'm so excited to have the two of you together. How are you guys
1: doing today?
2: Great. Awesome. Thanks for having us.
1: It's a beautiful day here in Vancouver.
2: Yeah, um, it's really wonderful to be able to uh, be here with you on a sunny day in Vancouver clear day yes. as winter embraces us <laughs> it's so
0: gorgeous it almost feels like summer again
2: absolutely mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. as bill and i were driving here we were feeling into how could we best serve the community that's drawn mm. to your podcast you know mm. how could we best serve to bring inspired thought mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. reframing perhaps old ways of being to mm-hmm. experience a new and fresh consciousness coming in
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know um, what we notice in the work that we do, we work with the heart, so we work with dimensions and realms that are deep in the core of our being, mm-hmm. where our heart and our soul are conceived, and the spark and light and light force begins.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And What we see is that that spark is awakened in our own lifetimes. Mm-hmm through all series of events and happenings Mm -hmm. and often a human being doesn't recognize what's happening as an awakening or an opportunity Mm -hmm. because it's painful Mm -hmm. because it hurts Mm -hmm. and it's full of emotions such as disappointment, grief, sadness Mm -hmm. anger, Mm -hmm. despair and those uh, emotions or those feelings what we work with Or when a soul is ready to dive deep into those. Mm. To allow those to release and transform and transmit Mm -hmm. in their being. Mm -hmm. So they can truly live from the core of who they are. Mm -hmm. So this cracks open and dissolves any illusion. So it's usually who we think we are (laughs) is stretched and cracked open to Mm -hmm. who we really are. Mm Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Well, what does that make me think? That makes me go... It's kind of like the Leonard Cohen song, uh, ring the bells that still can ring, forget your perfect offering. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And it's like allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and to sort of crack open, almost like shed shed an old skin because it no longer
1: serves us. That's the beauty of vulnerability. You know, sometimes the rawness... A vulnerability is really uncomfortable and yet the uncomfortable is still a movement and as we open and sit with the vulnerability we become comfortable right it it resets the whole nervous system in our being and begins to shift us we talk a lot about incarnation many lifetimes and what I'm discovering even in this moment as our hearts are open and we're present
3: Mm
1: The movement of vulnerability actually is us incarnating now in this moment to the being that we've come here to express. Hmm. A continual incarnation into the place of opening fully to the masters. Hmm. We are consciousness in movement and when consciousness itself becomes aware of consciousness, Mm -hmm. We're truly in the flow of creation itself.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: What role does nature play in the evolution of the
1: heart? It's a big role. And I'm glad you mentioned that on the way. I drove up from San Diego and sometimes, you know, in my car by myself, the mind can be pretty active Mm -hmm. and I notice all how I feel when I'm moving in the mind, I'm nervous, I'm leaning on the wheel Mm -hmm. and I don't have to do anything except breathe and be present to what's being offered Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and in the space of letting the thinking mind stop we're in awareness Mm -hmm. so my practice driving here was just simply to be in the awareness and there's very little to do and you'll feel the depth of yourself our inner world is equally as big as the outer world that we visibly see mm. and just think about it the sun that we're even feeling in this present moment the warmth of it took eight minutes to get here mm. and 300,000 kilometers per second mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and the furthest star planet out there 300,000 kilometers per second takes 2.4 million years to arrive here wow it's hard to really it's a lot of space it's a lot of space around <laughs> it's more, us <laughs> it's more than we're and each one of us carry that within
0: that's interesting because in my classes I often say like yoga is about creating space in, the, in your body oh, I've got to go to this one uh, so freedom in the body by you know creating space by strengthening and lengthening the physical body and then freedom in your brain your mind by sort of breathing space around your thoughts and creating more space It's sort of interesting it kind of i do believe that the inner world um, gets mirrored back by the outer world and there's something about creating a sense of being whole and spaciousness within yourself and in your own aura and your own electromagnetic field that seems to cause the external world to mirror that back
2: uh, yeah absolutely and it's interesting because when people first hear that, first it goes through the mind's filter. And the mind tries to move, maneuver and make it happen. Mm. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to manifest this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to think good thoughts and everything will be okay. Mm. And although it's it moves from what it was before, so it definitely is a movement and it's a gateway. It's the beginning of the trail. Mm. So... As you go deeper in those realms and and spaces inside into those new spaces that both of you have talked about inside. As you go deeper into that, Mm -hmm. it's a becoming and a remembering. Mm -hmm. So the world naturally will shift and reflect around you.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So as we go through the filters and some of those filters dissolve, some of them transmute, some of them integrate, Mm -hmm. especially emotionally... Right now in our evolution, we're emotionally maturing, mm-hmm. so we're emotionally integrating. So we're speaking of feeling, we're speaking of recognizing what feelings are. Mm-hmm. A whole movement of feeling, feelings, sitting with the feelings. Mm-hmm. What can happen is one begins that and then they get trapped again in the mind. Because they the, judge the feeling. They judge the feeling. And they also try to maneuver it, make it happen, judge it, right. control it. Can
0: be so overwhelming. Yes. And the thoughts associated and attached to the feelings, It's just like, oh yes. my God, I don't know what to do. Reach for the alcohol, reach for the drugs, Addiction, reach for the overwork. Yeah,
2: overwork. And it could be over fitness too. Or over fitness. You know, it yeah. could be over relationship, like focus all your attention on one relationship. Right or on your patients if you're a, or doctor, a patient you know? or a healer right all your attention on your,
0: on your on your people that you're healing yeah what role does um compassion play in that ability to hold the difficult feelings while you're going through them because you feel it to heal it right yeah so what role does compassion play and what tools can we use i suppose to strengthen the nervous system and the psyche so yeah. that we can go through that without resorting to overwork or alcohol
2: Well, like uh, Bill had stepped into or started to speak about, it's a sitting with. So it's a sitting with, knowing that feeling is you're riding a wave. It's the beginning Mm. of it. So as you sit with it and sit with that feeling and be with the feeling and get the support, this is when uh, I like how Bernie. renee brown put it the the five myths of vulnerability we had vulnerability at the beginning of the conversation Mm -hmm. so one of the myths is i can do it alone the next myth is i must trust before vulnerable Mm -hmm. in our work what we recognize in ourselves and others is actually vulnerability is the key vulnerability is the the movement that happens inside where we actually build trust Mm. with our own inner being and life around us. What's your definition of vulnerability? Uh, Rawness, uh, being real, whatever the emotion is. Mm. I'm vulnerable, I'm scared, I'm angry, I'm feeling fearful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vulnerability is showing the fullness of self. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of mind thought, mind systems, behaviors, concepts we've picked up either through family lineage or consciously. Mm-hmm. Where we believe we can only be a certain way in certain situations. Right. All those boundaries, all those concepts are being uh, dismantled now. Mm-hmm. And we must dismantle our illusion to be able to access truth. Mm-hmm. And the world is calling for truth, mm-hmm. and the world is calling for realignment and integrity. And so, all that is not of light and love, all that is not of integrity or alignment is showing up. You mm-hmm. can just look everywhere. Mm-hmm. The moment we do harm upon another, we are out of integrity or alignment. Mm-hmm. Then we have or an awareness. The we do harm upon I was just going to say, and then mm-hmm. we have awareness where we don't want to hurt another, or we know that it's not in our moral compass, mm-hmm. then we harm ourselves. These are unintegrated emotions that quite have not healed. We have not faced yet, known how to face, or even that there was a space we could face it. Right. Or you know, have that's a space. A good point.
0: We, don't, we didn't know how to face it. Exactly. So tools. We, we weren't taught that in high school or elementary school. Yeah,
2: well, it's just happening now, so we're mm-hmm. just becoming conscious enough. We're just becoming aware enough, so people like Bill and our, myself have committed our life to this opening, however mm-hmm. it shows up to this expression of God or creation that moves through us mm-hmm. that we serve we are life's model to another the moment we sit with them the moment we make eye contact mm. there's awareness in them that they they can too right. live beyond the constraints
1: right you know vulnerability model,
0: providing a, a, a you're showing what it's what's possible I just had to say that you're modeling what's possible.
2: Yeah, modeling what's possible and being in it. So the deeper mm-hmm. our, uh, the people we sit with go, the deeper the, deeper the community goes or consciousness goes. As a leader, as a facilitator, as a speaker, as a healer, mm-hmm. we're called to go deeper all the time. Mm-hmm. One of the, the myths about leaders and, and anyone that serves in any kind of level what we hear is that they believe they're already done that or mm. they're already complete or you know there there's no more space for them to go and truth inside we're all evolving all the time right so the paradigm shift the this hierarchy where leader facilitator whatever teacher is higher than a that's student not, yeah, it's not working anymore. dissolving it's not working
0: that's Hence, so in alignment with with kundalini teachings
2: yeah hence our bright lights in uh you know our bright lights these young children that are coming up these young men and women that are coming up we work with many different generations and what we find is that they're just simply uh wanting or or learning to ground to be who they are So they're changing, they're the systems that are changing, becoming alive as they awaken. Right.
3: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, vulnerability as a man for me was very uncomfortable for a long time. Me too. (laughs) And, you know, it's interesting, you know, emotionally, men can be hurt so easily. And we bury it so deep. Mm. Because we're told that we're not supposed to feel this. Right. And I really get that women are very strong emotionally.
0: They can produce babies. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a pain birth. that most men
1: will never experience. <laughs> and yet the vulnerability in relationship is where vulnerability really shows up. And it's kind of pushed into, and the experience of it, there's a place in vulnerability where the significant other says something, and, and the first thing we want to do the moment we're hurt is we want to pull back and pull love back and kind of withhold. Mm. And we're actually hurting ourselves and them. In vulnerability, the deeper dropping into it, is you open anyway. Mm you open anyhow and see what's beyond, where you've contracted before in love. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the next move in consciousness is to embrace the very Mm -hmm. thing that wants to take us out or when we're hurt where the ego wants us to close our heart Mm -hmm. and the deeper heart says, open anyway.
0: Right, that's beautiful. Because yeah, Yogi Bhajan says that this age that we're in, since 2011 we transitioned from the Piscean Age which was all about a suppression of the Divine Feminine and hierarchies of knowledge. And, you know, the teacher was the God and the followers were just the measly followers. And now it's all about equality. And um, compassion is the language of this age,
1: says Yogi Bhajan. Absolutely, and, and in relationship, honestly, when you've been in relationship for a while, There's going to be a time where you really recognize your partner's faults and you know them so well and you can push the button very easily. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, that's the place where they're struggling. And what I've discovered when I most want to contract or blame or complain Mm -hmm. is my opportunity to really open to compassion Mm -hmm. and knowing that my partner is doing the best. How do you do that physically? Well, just say, for example, like Patricia, she has certain habits that she does, and, and she may or may not be aware of them, and I can be so irritated or processed by another's, you know, the word trigger, I really believe, is about us. Nobody triggers us. We're just triggered because there's something in us that's being opened or activated, mm-hmm. and in the moment that I'm activated, I remember one time something happened, and I wouldn't talk to her for three hours, and we're driving. I wouldn't even look at her, and I was so mad. I was fuming inside, and I thought, and and I went to the depths of that, and I made sure that our relationship felt insecure, and she was totally, well, where are we at? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my God, look what I've done, look what I've created by this behavior. Mm-hmm. I stopped my car, I got out, I went and opened the door, and I said, baby, I am so sorry, I realize, I, I want you to know I will never... Operate this way again because I always want you to know where my heart is with you, no matter mm-hmm. what. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And how can I make this up to you? Mm. And so that was a moment where I realized that I couldn't contract. I had to open and bring in compassion so that I could be with her. It, it, actually, the deeper you go, it hurts more to contract now mm. than it does to withhold. the the withholding you want to open anyhow because it's too painful not to be in love right and I feel it's birthed and you know there's a piece that you just spoke of the divine feminine Mm. that's one thing I was really uncomfortable with as a man Mm. a lot of men are yeah and I I was crying about everything like my youngest daughter we go to a movie she says dad you're going to cry at this one I says well I probably will (laughs) and we both sit there and we cry now because we're comfortable with it (laughs) And I was complaining to God saying, you know what? I'm getting so soft as a man. What's happening to me? I, I don't, God, I don't know if I want this or I like this. And I was working with this lady about that. And it's so funny. She said, Bill, what if your softness was your strength? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I let go so profoundly, I fell into the arms of Mother Earth. It's the first time in my entire life I've ever felt safe. I really let go into the divine feminine. Mm. I was so... the divine feminine earth? Everything, everything to me. The movement, yeah. the color, the taste, the love, the yeah. all of that. And I found that it was my strength. Wow. I would have never in my own mind figured that out the, in a thousand years. The vulnerability, years. but also the owning of the The acceptance of the feminine the essence feminine. of me as right. a being. right. You know when the core is masculine, you know it's mm-hmm. we've been taught to ignore that part of ourselves, and in the opening to the divine feminine in myself, our work has went to a whole different level because when I sit with another, no matter who they are, I feel them
0: mm-hmm.
1: at a level I've never felt before hmm.
0: yeah very cool,
1: beautiful thank you.
2: thank you I wanted to thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. it's well. you know the And so be it with women for myself and other women we witness and work with. Mm -hmm. uh, In the conversation of as feminine, we've had to take on a lot of masculine role Mm
0: -hmm.
2: within our being. Like to get
0: by in the society? To get
2: by, to protect ourselves, to get by in society, to take care of the food and the Mm -hmm. shelter. And there's a lot of single mothers and fathers in the world. Mm-hmm. where we're playing both roles right. and as Bill opened it up to his divine feminine for me as his intimate partner I naturally began to trust him more hmm. in every environment there were some environments I absolutely trusted in him in and then some spaces that opened as he opened I was like wow I really have met another who I can completely trust mm-hmm. And you know, trust with my life, with all my whole being. <laughs> yeah. And in that my the hard edge of running masculine that makes me weary or tires me physically, emotionally or mentally, that being strong even when I felt vulnerable. I was able to transmute that and transcend that. Hmm. Yeah. So it works you know, this This opening of heart, we do not do it independently. We do it together as human beings, and we continue to grow as human beings together in this.
0: What do you think about the chosen family versus the biological family and how sometimes maybe you have to branch out of your biological family and certain belief structures that they have and certain ways of operating to cultivate your chosen family where you feel more safe, To experience this opening
2: yeah I think it's really important I think it's important to discover the movement Um, our you know our biological families are there um, to open us to grow us spiritually on all levels and the bind that we have is usually the love And so when we're exploring self or remembering self and healing and going out in the world, we become stronger getting to know who we are. And mm-hmm. over time, we can go back into our family unit with a lot more acceptance mm-hmm. and not the need for the desire for our family to change. Right. We can go back into our family unit just representing acceptance, compassion, mm-hmm. empathy, Love, willingness. Would you say that compassion
0: is like a spiritual muscle that you must work yeah. out? Almost like you have to go to, if you want to have strong lean muscles, you kind of got to lift weights or do something, go kayaking. Um, is compassion as sort of a spiritual muscle that one must cultivate in these times?
2: Oh, yeah. And it,
0: what are some tools to cultivate that muscle of
2: compassion? Yeah, absolutely. I did want to bring the conversation back to compassion. Um, the, the work that bill and i do are absolutely comparable to going to a gym it's never ending and every retreat every That's what gathering I feel I
0: go to your gathering
2: yeah you have to take a moment after like okay <laughs> <laughs> like namaste yeah holy recalibrating now yeah totally and uh so I wanna go back I kind of I circle around a lot, you know, I'm a little bit of a storyteller so okay. I circle around. Mm-hmm. And the 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 beauty of that is that the what we spoke of earlier, of the fear, of anger, of all those things, all those emotions that we're as human beings learning to be with, sit with and grow from mm. is that they are actually the gateways to compassion. Mm. To empathy, Mm -hmm. to love. They Mm -hmm. are actually the teacher of that. That's interesting. In
0: Buddhist philosophy, there's often animal-headed goddesses that represent shame, guilt, fear, rage, depression at the entrance of these beautiful temples. Yes. Kind of symbolizing that you have to go through the difficult to get to the Buddhist heart of love and compassion.
2: Absolutely. So it comes back to this conversation we have often is that as a human being, our only responsibility is our independent self, this Patricia. Uh, this Patricia, as far as um, how do, deep I want to go, how close do I want to have that intimate connection with my heart and spirit, God. Um, how willing I am to sit and face fear, um, pain, you know, yeah. anger, Uh so if we're judging you know we know that judgment is fear it's just a symptom of fear Mm -hmm. and if we can be with ourselves in the way of breathing our practices are simple Mm. drinking water Mm. breathing stretching walking meditating journaling Mm. being with times of solitude uh, movement of the body some energies some emotion require more movement of the body we spoke earlier about nature Nature has a great way of recalibrating naturally. Hmm. You know, anger usually, one of those emotions like anger usually has one walk quickly. His wish. Walk quickly. Walk quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in the walk quickly, remembering to breathe deeply and walk. Breathe right. deeply and walk. Is that a, a
0: practice that you guys do, a, a quick walk with mm-hmm. deep breathing?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And then, uh, you know, feet to the earth, like uh, mm. our little place here that we do sessions at, Uh, Often I take off my shoes and run out into the grass and just Mm, look at the trees in between sessions
0: Forest bathing. Yeah,
2: so it's just practical nature. Yeah, one of the things is that um, as we Get invited each of us closer to who we are and that expression Bill was talking about that uh, that birthing in our heart Yeah uh, That is actually our moral compass. It doesn't come from the mind It comes from our inner being. and You can look out in the world and see a lot of things that are happening, people harming each other in all sorts of ways. And so what we witness is that consciousness is in contraction right now in a birth Hmm. and that we all have that opportunity to be kind and compassionate to ourselves but also in everyday, the mundane of life. That we don't have to separate our spiritual path from our life path. Right. (laughs) And it's actually all in one. And there's opportunities everywhere we go. We didn't have the mic on then, but we did just finish that retreat in Greece. Ten days. Very powerful. Um, uh, I'm not sure we even have words for it yet. It's still integrating through us and in us. Great, great movement. Um, A whole... New realm of consciousness came and cracked all us all open. And then after the retreat, it was that everywhere we went, hearts opened. Mm. So spirit was just really showing us there are, we as human beings create boundaries, you know. Right. But really in consciousness, it's a continual breath, a continual movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the veils, you know, of any kind of structure are Mm -hmm. dissolving around us Mm. so that's why people like yourself out there in the world having these experiences we really feel that people are being awoken on so many levels that addiction is also the starting point it's the gateway there's something moving something happening Mm -hmm. that's just where they know to go to but there is alternative Mm -hmm. when the heart is ready and it does take work and it does take devotion and commitment And yet there is healing, it is possible we have a man standing right there Mm -hmm. that's healed from many, many years of addiction and different things. Mm -hmm. And that once we can move through the addiction, move through the obsessions, move through the blame, the shame, the guilt, move through all the traps of the mind, Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: then what happens is, and as it happens, the the mind actually starts to integrate and become one with the heart.
0: Oh, it serves the heart so it's like the brain almost has been hijacked by this piscean idea that we need to beat ourselves up if we're not perfect yeah. or you know we need to look a certain way we're too fat we're too old or we're on instagram too much or facebook and we're comparing our lives to others and feeling like we're not it. so it's like the brain has been hijacked by externals and what you're saying is let's recalibrate it so that the actual most important thing to the brain in terms of its feedback system and how it gets nourishment is from the heart. Yes. So the heart and and God is, is the most important thing. And it's like, okay, let's just, in yoga we say pratyahara, let's just withdraw the senses and let's work on having the brain come to serve the soul and the heart.
1: Yes. God. Yeah. Perfection is the enemy of awakening. Perfection?
2: Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Speak a little bit loud. That's good, yeah. That's perfect. That's
1: good. So, it's through contraction and the imperfections of life that we actually move into the movement of wholeness. Mm -hmm. We're being constantly called back to wholeness and to balance. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing to seek because it's already there. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And as the protections or protectors in life begin to dissolve and the heart begins to grow, it outgrows the dictatorship of the mind. Mm-hmm. And the only reason the mind goes there is because it doesn't have the capacity for love, it doesn't have the capacity for presence, okay. and beyond that it's wanting to evolve also. Yes. So as the heart evolves the mind begins to surrender mm-hmm. into what people have talked about the higher self the higher mind mm-hmm. the divine mind mm-hmm. and that's in the place of being in that awareness we're actually moving in cooperation with creation itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so we have these waves of consciousness and one of my inquiries and my deepest inquiry God what is, what is gravity there's been so many books written about it and what I heard In that conversation, gravity is unseen, and yet it holds the whole universe in place Mm. and the world that we live in for the experience that we're having in awakening. And not only that, gravitational waves, you know, when you feel that wave when you're starting to get pushed into and you feel like you're up against a wall, is a wave of consciousness that comes from gravitational Mm. forces and is carrying the new paradigm. And so... The old has to dissolve. The old paradigms that are no longer true, which may have been true at one time, for example, sacrifice into devotion. Huh. So we're moving from the place of the old paradigm right. that we have to sacrifice, we have to be nailed to a cross in order to know God or to come to know ourselves. And yet, when you hear the word sacrifice, devotion, which one feels more powerful, more present? Devotion feels way better.
0: In the Kundalini yeah. training, somebody said one definition to soften the word sacrifice could be to make
1: sacred,
3: Beautiful. which feels
1: more devotional. Well, I like that. There's always some new <laughs> way to softened way to, yeah, that's what it's about a softening. As I soften, as you soften, as Patricia softens,
0: mm.
1: we're softening the planet. Right, because you feel yourself, it ripples out in some weird way that I don't understand
2: universal mystery
1: (laughs) and so even in the crashing of this wave that's coming into the planet bringing in the new information opens a new truth Mm -hmm. and the previous um, contraction or sacrifice this new opening becomes the solution to the old paradigm which is devotion what do you do if you see someone who hasn't gotten it or you see a group
0: of people you feel haven't gotten it and then because you're an empath and you're highly sensitive you start to feel it's almost like how Abraham Hicks says you can't get sick enough to help the sick you can't get poor enough to help the poor but there's this weird part of me sometimes that wants to be poor when I see somebody poor or wants to be sick when I see somebody sick because who am I to be feeling so good it's this weird sort of um, almost like too empathic not strong enough a shell. What do you say to that?
1: Well, I can only just explain it the way I feel it in myself. Is that, for example, you know, we see another sufferer in pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I see it as a sandpaper of God.
0: When you see somebody, somebody suffering? Somebody suffering
1: or in pain. That's a sandpaper of God sanding that person down mm. to soften. There's some places in the world that have not yet softened. Hmm. That's, that's one aspect I'm sure there's others yeah
2: Yeah. so that's a really good question because we have people ask us that often I'm not alone no <laughs> okay so here's the thing that the, what gets cleared out that alignment or recalibration the heart as you go to deeper and deeper levels in the heart and the mind starts unwinding is you realize, like Bill said, is that everyone's life, God is working with them. There's a surrender in it. So you can be there. Is
0: God synonymous
2: with love? Love. God, love, is working love with compassion, spirit. whatever it is, spirit. And so as, as you witness another in suffering, you, you learn that you can hold space and not become their suffering. That's the sacrifice Bill was speaking about earlier. When we think we have to become the suffering, become the suffering. That's an old paradigm of sacrifice. You don't become poor to support a poor person arise. Like you hear the story. You don't become sick to have a sick person get healthy. So it's an old paradigm shifting in you, and so many. Mm -hmm. So as you the deeper levels of healing happen, it's almost like you see it as a holy experience they're going through, no matter what we think about it. You know, Mm -hmm. we'll have thought as a human being. We'll go well if they just did that and that. It would be Mm -hmm. much better. You start to begin to learn Mm non-interference. That everyone, and especially with those closest to you that you love the most, you'll Mm -hmm. be pushed into to not offer an opinion, to not offer to sit with them unless they ask a question, to not offer advice. That's all interference. And. As a human being when we go through a certain amount of healing we can get excited and we want to go out and into the world and offer it and it comes from a good intention, it comes from love yet we're not quite ready yet we haven't listened to that fine listening and what we witness is healers that are recirculating circulating old pain healers that are actually doing more harm than good because they believe that they're healed they believe that they know a way so the moment our mind grabs onto something and it believes that, that that's the way is that the moment we're off track with spirit because really it's the being just like I'm sure many yogi masters have said when you sit in front of someone it's that being that's informing you the next breath, the next step So when Bill and I come in front and sit in front of another, we don't have a preconceived idea how we're going to heal or support this person. Uh We allow that person to inform us the best support in that moment for them. Uh It's moment to moment. And that's a blessing from all the work, inner work Bill and I have done as Uh individuals and together. Uh So that we can sit with that clarity. And that's what's calling people's hearts incredibly right now, is clarity, truth. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of being comes from an open heart. It doesn't come from the mind. It comes from the open heart, just mm-hmm. like that recalibration and the moral compass. Mm-hmm. You know, that, there's that interesting um, expression where, you know, you see the bee going to a flower. Wow. And the bee believes that it's going from flower to flower to flower, uh-huh. you know, to get nectar. Well, actually, its feet grabs the pollen and goes from flower to flower, having the flowers expand and grow. So what's that bee's purpose, really? It's the purpose to get the nectar in that bee's awareness. But there's an undercurrent purpose where the bee is having the flowers multiply.
0: Yeah.
2: So that's the purpose of the heart. It's the underwave. It really doesn't matter the vehicle we serve— It's how we serve and who we're being as we serve. Mm
0: -hmm. What's your definition of truth?
2: (laughs) So truth is from your inner being, the absolute knowing. Mm -hmm. So it's developing the muscle that we spoke of earlier, like going to the gym, committing to your healing, allowing yourself to face fear or emotion head-on no matter what, until finally, 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 you start to breathe below those surfaces and you start to experience self below those surfaces, and a truth will bubble up from you. So, whether the truth is, you know, for years in my journaling and my desire uh, of this movement, whatever it was happening that's now taken form, I didn't know what was happening 10 years, 15 years ago. Um, I would I would get the impulse to sit with another, and in my deeper listening, I would hear let go, surrender. For two years, let go, surrender. So anywhere my mind t- tried to take me, my inner being held me. Hmm. Let go, let go, let go. Not ready yet. Let go like to counsel. Let go. Uh, yeah, for before that movement. It was telling me
0: more to just be in the atmosphere. Exactly.
2: More clearing to do, more letting go. So that's the Mm -hmm. inner listening.
0: I just want to say one thing that came to mind um, in the whole spiritual weightlifting process. I think a lot of people in our society think that if they want to have stronger muscles, they have to go to the gym and labor away. But what I've realized, you know, or that if they want to give birth to a baby, it's going to be painful. But what I've realized is like, maybe in this Aquarian age, we're realizing that to get stronger, both physically and spiritually, can be fun, and there's other ways to do it. So metaphorically, if you don't like the gym, you you could spend time in nature doing calisthenics in the grass, yeah. or you know, if you want to give birth in a more pleasurable way, you could learn Lamaze breathing, and you could take yoga and really get in touch with your yoni and possibly have an orgasm, an orgasmic birth. <clears throat> so there's something about, like in this age, it's providing us with the opportunity to enjoy the journey of becoming spiritually stronger, even though there is gonna be the normal vicissitudes of shame and guilt and having to move through that, there could be some joy to be had in the moving through of
1: the shame in a weird way. Well, you know, the thing is, when you've, when you've went through the crucible of facing the fear, the anger, the grief, the other side of that, that's what most people are not wanting to feel, but in my belief is that the pain is the medicine. Mm. and grief you know we don't want to touch that but we will experience grief in life at one time or another Mm. grief actually when we're feeling that is the depth of how much love we hold Mm. sometimes love is painful
0: is grief almost like we're not quite
1: ready to sink down into the love that we hold well i think it's sinking us into it Mm. it's like It's sinking us into it Uh because i i was just experienced on a vacation and patricia went somewhere with the kids and I said, I can't go to the swimming pool and be around people today because I'm feeling a level of grief. What's it about? I said, I don't know. Mm. So I went back into the apartment and sat with him. I'm saying, Spirit, what is this grief? I've had plenty of that, and it's really uncomfortable. What are you What are you really saying to me in this grief?
3: Mm.
1: And I just began to weep. No reason. Just a weep that came deep from mm. me then. And then I heard, mm. this is the love that you hold for the planet. You love the planet so deeply. You love... The people who so deeply, and I didn't realize that it opened the love that I wasn't even aware of that was in me. <laughs>
0: mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Brene Brown talks about foreboding joy and how maybe in the Piscean Age we were scared to fully feel joy because we were scared that, oh, the other she's going to drop and it will be taken away. So we might as well just always kind of tiptoe slightly away from joy. Um, so it kind of relates to what you were saying. It's like the, the grief was maybe you tiptoeing oh and then finally allowing yourself to like realize like, hey actually the deeper layer is that I really love this planet. Um and wow it's okay to cry and be vulnerable and express that as
2: a man.
1: Yeah.
2: So um as I was listening to both of you, you know, and the conversation you had just a few moments ago, is that the joy we are, you know, the love we are, our states of being, it is who we are. Mm. So as, as those emotions arise and as we're with them and as they take us and as we sink into them, there, there are teachers to get through all the filters of who we're not. So as we develop that muscle, whatever way it is, you know, whether you're walking in the forest or swimming or yoga, whatever it is that supports you physically, it's important to support self physically, to nourish your body, to all of it, bring your heart into the equation. Um, what happens is there's a loosening up and an unwinding and a more freedom to express who you are. And after people go through the thresholds, there's an awareness what they've actually held themselves back from is their own light, the unknown. Mm. Because when we embrace our own light, our own inherent wisdom and knowing, absolutely our world will shift around us.
0: Embracing our own light. Yeah, our own light. Doctor Northrop talks about how there's the high heart and then the low heart, and this is like the subconscious. So we've been like avoiding the, the low heart almost. Yeah, like our wholeness.
2: Yeah, and so as we, um, you know, move through those fi- filters, integrate, shit, uh, transmute, transform, what we witness is that yeah, then the the being has more self-expression, more freedom, mm. more availability, and often the fear that's the thread that just holds back like (laughs) from stepping over that threshold Mm -hmm. is the awareness of how big their joy and how big their love is Mm -hmm. because there's a place in us that knows when we fully step into that life around us will change and change quickly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the mind because it's quite primitive still it's still evolving really Mm -hmm. it braces itself against any unknown territory right and yet the heart is this amazing um catalyst that just um you know propels us into unknown because mm. that's where life force is built that's where the new science is coming in that's where the new uh, knowing that's where new... life
0: force is built yeah in the heart yes that's beautiful yeah because that's an energy vortex it's an energy wheel the heart
2: yeah. yes absolutely
1: I want to come back to joy when I was talking about the crucibles of like moving through and discovering in my deepest grief was actually the love I held. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, the feeling or the expression of anger, if we're denying our anger, we're denying our divinity. Mm. Sometimes we have to go deep within and find that anger and that anger within gives us the courage and the strength to move through those difficult places. Mm -hmm. So when we have moved through those and went through the fire and we moved, the, the chemistry of all of that moving moves us into the higher heart.
3: Mm.
1: And when you're experiencing joy, you're actually at the core of your being.
3: Mm.
1: It's not a feeling. It's a state of being. Mm. And so when you resonate, that's at about 500 megahertz,
3: mm.
1: power versus force. Right. The vibration that you carry, it's felt everywhere you go. People feel it. Right. Things right. happen all around you. because the world has been waiting because the love that we've all been looking and waiting for is actually coming through us so so that vibration of joy when you drop into the emotional valleys it helps you to walk through them Mm. because if you don't have that you talked about emotional muscle
3: Mm
1: -hmm. joy is one of them it's the muscle that moves Mm -hmm. you through if the bliss comes, God thank you this is beautiful and if the pain comes oh wow you're speaking to me Mm-hmm. And there's a beauty and a sweetness to the pain because you know it's right. a movement right. forward. Right. So joy is that. It's a state of being. Yes. It's, it's the core of who we are. Yes. Everybody wants it.
2: So I want to talk about the higher heart and the lower heart a little bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> so what we identify as human beings, anger, sadness, sorrow, greed is uh, the pain body of consciousness that's in us, that's on the planet, that's evolving. So it comes through many vehicles. Each individual experiences a different way. Mm-hmm. Yet it, each of those are sacred threshold of divinity. Mm-hmm. And so often when we, people uh, refer even love in that emotional pain body because it's a very conditional love, mm-hmm. uh, it's a human experience of love or joy. You know, like, or they, they use the word often. People use the word happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, happy actually isn't a feeling; <laughs> it's a thought process, uh, and it comes from a, from the lower emotional body, the pain body, the undigested emotions that we store. Excuse me, store in our body. Mm-hmm. Usually, our lower body, solar plexus down, we store a lot of undigested emotions. Yeah. And when our hearts start opening and the inquiry comes up, those undigested emotions come into the heart. The heart mm. begins to heal. The filters from the mind, from your being, begin to clear.
3: Mm.
2: Illusion breaks down. There's a de- demolition process. So everything around you in life isn't working.
3: Mm. And it
2: seems to, no matter what path you take, you come to a dead end. Mm. Uh, the mind will quickly grab that something's wrong you know we see it all over the w- in different community states
1: mm-hmm. what
2: we see is actually it's an invitation mm-hmm. and the invitation is you're being invited to move beyond the emotional heart or the emotional pain body into the higher heart right into higher awareness and when we can serve ourselves first mm-hmm. and then others from that place then we're share- serving with clarity purity integrity mm. that our moral compass is right. revealed and truth right. and no longer harming another mm-hmm. or ourselves mm. so when we serve from the lower emotional body or lower heart we're just recycling pain mm. we're re- reactivating trauma where mm. um, you know we're recirculating what actually wants to open in us right. and all of us carry it appears from all the work that we've done all of us carry different levels of pain Mm. so different people have higher pain tolerances than others and so it takes a lot of momentum to spirit to work with one to build up so you're so uncomfortable that something has to change or break Mm. for you to shift Hmm. and that's the nature of human beings because we come from contraction into opening mm-hmm. just like the ebb and flow of the water of right. the ocean waves and right. the universe the movement we're in movement all the time the yeah. mind would like to framework it and hold it in one place that's not reality right. we're in movement mm, yeah beautiful yeah and you know it's interesting the moment we were I know, I can feel my husband here. Everybody, we're sharing a little mic, and he wants to jump on. But uh, as we were starting today, I just wanted to say that I could really feel your listeners. That the the, the ripple of your listening is growing. Listeners mm-hmm. are growing, mm-hmm. and again, it just brings me back to feeling them and how we can serve them mm-hmm. the most potent way today in this sh- short conversation.
3: Mm-hmm, you know,
2: mm-hmm. how to bring it back home to them mm-hmm. so they can really take the next step or mm-hmm. the next shift or they realize that their lives haven't been a waste right. and they haven't been forgotten right. and there is a way out of it or through it or with it. It's just that for whatever reason, other than maybe this moment now, they haven't quite heard or felt that there's possibility. So I'm, I'm putting it out there in the airways that we That's create beautiful. that ripple of possibility for them.
0: I like that heard or felt that there's possibility because it's all about feeling, feel it. Feel it to heal it.
1: <laughs> when you're resonating in joy, as mm-hmm. a state of being, you're actually in your higher heart. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the beginning of being there
3: mm-hmm.
1: because mm-hmm. you went through all the thresholds that brought you to the place of this place mm-hmm of surrender, relaxing into it. We can't make it happen. Mm -hmm. We're just in the space of where it's no longer in our hands, Mm. and we're fully in cooperation with creation, with God, divine intelligence. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And happiness, if you're going for happiness, good luck. (laughs) Because the closer I try to get to the happiness, for some reason it just keeps running away. It eludes,
0: yeah, (laughs) it eludes one, yeah.
1: So go for the joy.
0: (laughs) Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on
1: the show thank you for inviting us yeah, i really appreciate the work you're doing here with oh. all these people i i can see how much you care and love thank these you. people that are out here thank, thank you Thank you
0: so much i i'm grateful and, and on, it's also a, almost like a selfish thing is i get to talk to amazing people like you every week mm. um and and i do believe that as we heal ourselves we heal the entire planet and i do believe in the maharishi effect which is when people come together to meditate, talk about meditation, to do yoga, to do anything healing, it has a ripple effect. And often violence and crime rates go down in the towns or villages where people come together to meditate.
2: Absolutely. And again, I just want to say to the listeners to be inspired, Mm -hmm. to allow themselves to be fed and continue Mm -hmm. to discover their hearts to who they really are.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: Yeah, I feel all of you out there, I'm just sending just the vibrations of love to you. And really love yourself, and don't be so hard on yourself. And find the respect in yourself to really honor your heart and become who you are. Beautiful. Where can people find you online? So
2: our uh, website is www.evolutionoftheheart.com. Awesome.
0: And then on Instagram, your handle is Evolution Heart.
2: Yeah, our handle is Evolution Heart. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome.
0: Yeah. And how often are you in Canada?
2: So we come up every a couple of times a year in Canada, okay. and then we're through uh, Seattle, nice. Bellingham, uh, maybe San Francisco, San Diego, nice. and then we do our international retreats. Yeah. Is the international retreat
0: yearly? We're year? actually
2: going to do it every two years now. Cool. So we just finished Greece. Mm. So we're looking at Kauai in 2020.
1: That'll be beautiful. Yeah. Is that on Hawaii? In Hawaii? Yes. Kauai? It's, Kauai, oh. it's actually the, Kauai is actually the heart chakra island. Oh, wow. And they say the island either embraces you or it moves you to another island. Oh. <laughs> Nature is so open, that heart chakra. It's beautiful.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And so we want to do one there in that paradise We'll probably do like a, a sacred. Uh, we want to go to the sacred waterfalls.
0: Nice.
1: During part of it, we have to kind of paddle in. Oh wow! It takes about 15 minutes to paddle, and then it's about a 45-minute hike cool. in to just be with the sacred waterfalls and let the energy just work with us. That's going to be fantastic. Yes, I'd love to come to that. I'll
0: book that I'll
2: see off. See you
1: there. <laughs> thank you. I I'll I'll see one you up. there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Namaste. Mm. Namaste. 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 Namaste.
0: This has been the Bi-Urban Yogi podcast. If you have a question for me, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit me online at willblunderfield.ca and at itunes.com willblunderfield for my music. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Bi-Urban Yogi on iTunes. Please head over as well to Bill and Patricia's website, evolution thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week Krishna
3: Krishna Depois for you.